what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv. This is our weekly podcast where Brian and I get together and talk technology. Uh, as the title brothers in tech probably perfectly named title probably cues you up for brian how you doing good good alan how are you i'm good good my brother yeah. on the other coast of the country this is our one time a week we actually get together and talk and uh, we just spend it talking about technology <laughs> we don't ask about each other's families or spouses no nope. nope. we don't talk sp- Sports. We don't talk weather. We don't talk anything else except just technology. And then when yeah, we're done we with the show, we definitely don't sh- talk sports. That's no. that's a no-no for us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I already. Yeah. Anyway, no, long story. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um, yeah. And once the recording's done, I hit the end button, and it's like, "See ya." We're out. See you next, next week. week. And that's kind of our deal. That's the way it works, and we're happy with it, right? And I mean, you, works and the, you all get to enjoy that process with us. Yeah. So. Here we go. We open it to the world. Yeah. Um, today on Brothers in Tech, we are going to be talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not. That's not talking about Brian. Uh, we're going to be talking about computer-based intelligence. We're going to be talking about and, and you know, AI has been around for a long time, but why are we making an episode about it now? Well, it's been a little more in the news lately. We're going to explain kind of why. Some new services, some new sites and uh, software that's being available to the public that uh, we're going to have some fun with. We're going to show you what you can do with these things, but also uh, we'll kind of end with a little conversation about is this uh, good for society or is this something we need to be worried about before we get too deep into it? So we got a nice conversation about AI, artificial intelligence, uh, coming up in just a little bit. But Brian, before we do, just checking in since this is our one hour to talk each week everything good anything uh fun interesting going on with you uh tech wise right now um no everything's good um it is it is kind of uh it's been a fun week um mm-hmm. with technology i'm i think I, I talked to you a little bit before i'm trying to get my desk situation kind of up to par and so that's been a lot of um scouring used used things to see if i can uh uh, get my desk set up the way I want it. So I've got a, a monitor and a monitor arm, and now I have a microphone and a microphone arm. And so now I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, I've kind of set it up so that I can do a standing standing desk um, Ooh, as nice. well as, well, the desk doesn't change, but I have a little riser for a, a new keyboard that I have, a wireless keyboard and trackpad. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, I think I told you the only thing I have left to do is probably work out a webcam issue that I'm, I'm having and, and I'm trying my best not to have to ask you about it because I don't want you to solve it for me. Um, I'm here. I am here and available whenever you need me, Brian, just, I know. just let me know. I know. Let me know. I'll help you but, out. Um, no, you know, it's, it's good. I'm, you know, I think I'm dealing with the, uh, the issues of buying a cheap webcam, a off brand webcam that mm-hmm. maybe is, 
uh, causing some some issues with my system. But um, other than that, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been kind of fun uh, to yeah. uh, to get a new desk environment. Of course, now that just means I'm almost done with that and actually have to work. And that's yeah, that's the whole problem. When I got done building a really nice desk setup at my office. You kind of sit down the, the last day, look at it like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's exactly what I need to do. Now I actually have to be productive and use it. Right. right. <laughs> so, uh, I'm thinking yeah. about maybe changing it up again and just starting just over. You know, I mean, just keep a cycle of starting over, take pictures of it, and then move along and break it down. So. People ask you, hey, Brian, how's that project going? You say, well, I, I'll work on it, but I'm kind of in the middle of a it's continuous renovation thing. setup here. It's I, like I, Legos, I, right? I'll make something. And then break it all up and, and make something different. So that'll yep. just be keeping me in a constant action. So good. how about you? Is there anything I can help you with uh, technology-wise? Um, so there may be. And I'm just oh, going to pose really? a little question uh, for right. you. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put you to the test. Now I'm excited. Okay. Um, so you know me. I'm Mr. Fitness. I have always <laughs> preached fitness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think things, I think, I think the audio has a problem. I am always preaching fitness. I mean, Brian, between the two of us, I mean, I've been the one all about exercise and fitness. Yes, I know you got a, you got a, whatever, a doctorate in exercise, science, kinesiology, whatever. Uh, but I've been kind of the one in the family that's been really keen on uh, keeping myself fit. And uh, help. Yeah, taking care of the temple. The last, mm-hmm. the last right. four days. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, I did set up a home gym down in my basement. Very excited and happy with that. Making use of some uh, a, a slat of concrete in an unfinished basement and just trying to find some use for it. So it became a little mini home gym, which has been great. Hmm. But on the tech question side of it, I have been you know really uh, focused on tracking my health activity. Uh, I have an Apple watch, you know, I use and, and do all my tracking of workouts through there. Yep. Um, I'm using the, the health and fitness apps, both on my, on my iPhone to just kind of monitor and keep tabs on things. But here's, here's a, here's a question and just, I, I don't need an answer. Now we're going to wait till the end of the show. Cause I want to get into our conversation about AI. I think that's going to be fun, but I am, I struggle in the fact that I find myself constantly forgetting to start a workout on my watch or whatever. Mm. You know, if I get on the treadmill and I start running or walking and after a few minutes, I'm just like, oh, kidding me. I forgot to start the timer on it. So granted, I mean, yeah, I'm still working out. But as far as like, if I really want to see how I'm tracking or what I'm doing every day, things like that are happening. I've got a rowing machine. I'll start rowing. Well, I forgot to start the rowing again. So my question to you, Brian, is... What to what can I do about those situations? Is there any way? Question one is: Is there any way for a smart device to track what it is you're doing without you having to go in and log a workout and telling your watch or phone, "I'm walking right now," or "I'm rowing," or "I'm doing some free weights," or whatever it may be? That's a kind of a big, broad question. I'm I'm curious if there's ways or hacks or anything to do with that to make it more automatic where I don't have to go in and manually tell it what I'm doing. Second thing is if I did want to go back and edit or fix or Mm. modify any of my workout data, I've tried doing that and I screwed up some things 
majorly by doing that to the point where it had me at one day by accident where I had exercised for um, 700 minutes um, <laughs> straight, <laughs> which I'll tell you, that did not happen. <laughs> it, was, it was more like seven. It was no more than 500. It really, right. it was, yeah. So uh, five over that's, my, that's my two-part question. <laughs> A, is there any trick tool way that to have workouts automatically start happening based on what uh, machine you're on, based yep. on what you're yep. doing? Or two, if there's not, what is the cleanest, easiest way to go in and manually set those so you've got a good track history of what you really have done and not miss a whole day because you forgot to time stuff? Nice. Well, I will uh, I will ponder that. Okay. I will I will allow my artificial intelligence to process that, and we'll talk about it at the end. So perfect. I'm that's just not, I'm very great... happy to hear very happy to hear that you've got a home gym set up. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I'm wondering if it's going to be like my desk, and you'll now redo your home setup so that you don't have to actually work out. <laughs> yeah. That, I, yeah. I, I, there was that moment. Piece. Like there was that moment when I finished putting the last piece in and I'm like, I kind of sit down and I'm like, like oh, now I got to exercise. Crap. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't have any excuse anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's right. always excuses. No worries. We'll cover that uh, maybe late in the show if we have time or okay. we'll table it for next week as a follow-up. But let's get into our main conversation, Brian. I'm excited about this. Yeah. We are talking artificial intelligence AI. Um, I mean, I think, you know, it, I think everybody pretty much knows what the general concept of artificial intelligence is, but it's where you have a computer or a computer controlled device that has software built into it that lets it think intelligently, approximating a human mind. It's where it can actually right. make decisions, it can make uh, take various input and things that are fed to it and use it to make a choice, make a decision, make it take an action without having to be prompted. You know, right now we sit at a keyboard. If I want my computer to do something, I hit a key or click a mouse button and it tells it to do it. Artificial intelligence is saying, you don't need to click a button. You don't need to tell me. I just, I am able to get the information I need through some sources and use it to advance and move forward. Fair enough. Is that, that, that yeah, I think, I think so. I mean, I mean, there's so many different levels of this, you know, as, as you can imagine, I mean, artificial intelligence has been around a long time, but the intelligence level of that artificial intelligence was fairly introductory. Right. And so the, you know, as you said, Alan, we, most of what we do at a computer is, I want this to happen. So therefore I'm going to do this action and that's what's happened because either I've told it, to do that. I've told it that's what I want to do whenever I press this key or when I, you know, make this particular movement or the computer is set up to do that. And I know that. So I'm operating like a machine, right? Okay. Yeah. But the difference being there is really no creativity happening from the machine side. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Hold on. Let me turn that, that heater off. That's going to make, it's going to probably drive me nuts. Um, but there's really no creativity happening. I think creativity is the piece here the the big piece right is that we we tell our computer to do something and and of course uh, let's let's take maybe 20 years ago of the computer we tell our computer to do something and it does what we ask it to do and if and if we told it something in mistake it will do the mistake yeah whereas artificial intelligence is now saying hey you know what i'm starting to learn over time that when you do something that really what you meant was this 
and it's making that correction for us. So we didn't tell it to do that. We just, it's starting to learn the sum of the mistakes. It's starting to learn that if I take this plus this plus this, I can actually make something new that no one told me to, to get, but I'm coming up with a new idea. And so, so I think the idea of creativity, which is what we've always thought in, in the past and history, we've always thought that's what made humans somewhat unique is that we, you know, we don't just process and spit things out and process and spit things out. We actually have creativity, right? We, we try to look for new ideas uh, and new things. And so now we imagine that we've trained our computers to be able to make some of those new, you know, new ideas. Um, Alan Shane, Shane uh, is listening in and, uh, and said autocorrect is a great example of basic yeah. AI. That's perfect. Right. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I made the wrong, I made the wrong input and it now knows that that wrong input really was meant to be something else. So it, it goes ahead and does the correction for me. Not, not me asking the correction like mm -hmm. a typewriter right. a typewriter. I made the, made the mistake and it can correct, but only when I tell it to correct now it's starting to do it for me. And that is absolutely a great example of kind of the first step in this thing where it's starting to make decisions and creativity happen based on its knowledge of previous things. And that's, that's what makes yeah. us, I mean, I, I teach a course, I, I teach a course in uh, motor learning. And what we talk about is how do you learn motor skills? Well, you know, my, the first thing I say that the first day of class is I'll tell students, you'll hear me say this over and over. You cannot learn without feedback. And so feedback means, you know, if I do something, I need to get information back as to whether that was right or wrong. Mm -hmm. If I don't get that information back, I never learn, right? So yeah. if I if I throw a ball and I don't know where the ball went, I don't know what it felt like, I don't know anything about it, it goes into a black hole, but I don't know to make any changes, so I didn't learn anything. Well, AI is all about its learning constantly now, right? So mm -hmm. we've set it up not just to, to take information and do whatever it's asked to do, like ones and zeros. It's actually learned about these brain connections that we have and is starting to approximate those by saying, Hey, listen, you, you did this, but you know what? I think it's going to be better if we do this and mm -hmm. take you in a different direction. So there's some super exciting things about this, which I know we're going to talk about in a minute, some examples, yeah. but um, uh, it's, it is a big, it is a big deal. It's a big deal for our future. And I know Alan, we are, our, our you know, our listenership, what we what we suggest is we are the home technology people, the people that kind of the the home and retail and and kind of user friendly sorts of things. Everyone needs to learn about this. You don't necessarily need to code. You don't need to necessarily understand exactly what's happening in the background, but you need to understand what's what's happening because yeah. because it is in another five years, it is it's. Well, probably another five months. It's going yeah, to be. Yeah, I was going to say. So we years nothing. Rolling this quick. is months. Well, yeah. the reason we're bringing this up, and and Brian's background on it was great. The reason AI has been around for quite a while. People, you know, we've been developing various forms of AI and, and and enhancing AI for years now. Where it's kind of coming a little bit more. I mean, Brian, I think it's always been and in, built into products we've bought. It's always been. Uh, kind of growing and developing through different services and platforms we use and so forth. This is uh, what we're going to talk about today is I think where it's, it's kind of opening the doors to the general public and saying, Hey, let's let you take the, take the, take a role in developing uh, using AI for yep. some yep. purpose. And it's a very, um, 
Yeah. Well, let's just get into it. Let's talk about some of the examples of things that are kind of, and and granted, these things are in the news right now. You probably have maybe even heard news articles about these services because there is some controversy with them that we'll definitely talk about a little bit later in the episode. But let's talk about two services in particular. There's a lot of AI driven services online. We're going to pick out two that we know are both very popular. A lot of people are using, but they show the two sides that we want to explore. One is how AI is being used in written language to develop and create written language. And the other one is how it's being used to create original artwork. Okay. So Brian, it touches on both what you said about starting to add some artistic creativity to the, to the whole process, which is something AI has not really been known to do before. Now, I think we're going to show that there is some, there's some creativity being artificially created for better or for worse here. So yeah, um, let's talk about a couple of these services then. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, how about I take one and, and you take one, right? It'd be the kind of the yeah. spearhead of that. Does that work? Sounds good. Okay. So uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is, is one that has, as Alan mentioned, has been in the news quite a bit, probably a little bit more than um, uh, some of the other examples, but it's called chat GPT. Chat, chat G- GPT. P-T. So GPT, yeah, GPT are the letters. The, the capitalization. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So chat GPT. And you may have heard about this uh, recently. There was kind of a, a couple of articles that came out that really shook some people up and said, wait a minute, this is this sounds cool, but this is also super scary for some people, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But what chat GPT is, is, is first of all, it's, it's through an open AI, uh, kind of an open source AI engine. Right, which means you can go to this website, you do create a, an account, and, and by creating an account, all it is is just you know username and password. I, I use a Google account to do that, and and what that's allowing you to do is every time you go in, you can have your history of what you've been doing before. Um, so that's kind of nice, right? You can go in. It is a free service. It's free. Yeah, there's no pay. There's no there's no subscription as of yet. Um, I do think that's probably the next round of this is that kind of people starting to, to charge a little bit more for even these services, but, but it's called chat GPT. And, um, and so basically what, what this is, is this is a, um, a word creation, uh, artificial intelligence, meaning you give it prompts and it will create literature. It will create language for you <laughs> to try to fill in whatever you're prompting it to do. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to give you a couple of examples that are even on the site. When you go to the site, and I'll show it in just a second, but when you go to the site, it, it says, here's some examples, here's our capabilities, and here's our limitations, right? And uh, some examples are that you could tell it, explain quantum computing in simple terms, all right? So you tell it that, and what it's going to do, it is it's going to, there is not a person back behind this that's typing this out, right? It's not going and looking for a physicist and saying, hey, what do you, what do you have? What it's doing is taking all the information that's available to it everywhere <laughs> through <laughs> any digital internet. services. It's taking everything, <laughs> and it's basically saying, you know what, what do I have that relates to this, and do I understand what he's asking, and can I turn around what I can gather from all of this into a logical thought, right? And then it begins typing it out in front of you, all right? So, Alan, um, I've been having some fun with this. Let's let's keep it light to begin with, right? Let's sure. keep it light. Absolutely. Let's be the fun part of this. But let me let me go ahead and share the screen with you. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. oh, let's see. Where's my window? 
Uh, oh, here we go. I think that's it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is this is the front page. You are on the Chat GPT, GPT website, which is Correct. located on openai.com is the OpenAI.com. website. Yep. And you look for Chat GPT. Chat GPT is the text-based artificial intelligence tool we're going to demonstrate for yep. you. Yep. Okay. So as you can see, here's some of the examples. The one I just mentioned, another one is completely uh um We'd say more useful day to day, right? Than maybe the quantum computing is. Do you, you have uh, any create? Can you oh, zoom sorry, in maybe? a little bit? Sure. Yeah, just do like a yeah. There you go. Oh, perfect. Great. Good. So another one says, "Got any creative ideas for a ten-year-old's birthday party?" Right. So let's actually do that one, Alan. I think and maybe <laughs> we'll switch it up a little bit. What if I said, um, "Let's see." Uh, so you're what? typing into a prompt. You're actually typing a saying, question into yep, the prompt. Let's say, okay. "What should I?" What should I buy for a um, a ten year old's birthday gift? Right. Okay. So I'm just typing that question, and I'm going to click enter. And you'll, for those that are watching, you'll see that it's it's literally going to be typing it out. It's kind of, you know, thinking for just a second. There's a prompt. There's the cursor, and it is thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, seems to be thinking riveting quite a bit for those on audio. It could, have been I, it could also have been that I logged in a long time ago. Let me make sure that it's no, well, I'm going to do for a those on real quick. audio podcast. So it does uh, say they're experiencing very high demand. <laughs> Everybody's there. jumped in as they've been listening to us. I'm sure Alan it's so. got the brothers in tech bump going on right now where everybody's hopped on. Um, yeah, so Brian is typing an actual question into this open prompt. Again, this is a website. It is a free service website. And now we are seeing words being typed out automatically on the screen to answer his question. Yeah, so it here's says, the answer. Uh, yeah, Brian, go ahead and read the answer for us. The answer says, there are many options for a 10-year-old's birthday gift, but ultimately depends on the child's interest and hobbies. Some ideas include board games or puzzles, outdoor sports equipment, Science for our art kits, books, uh, book or subscription to a book club, a musical instrument or musical lessons, a new bike or scooter, craft or building set, video game or game console, new backpack or school supplies. You can also consider taking the child to an outing or an experience such as a trip to the science museum, zoo or amusement park. Okay. Okay. Now, Alan, yeah. here's here's here. Yeah, let me really quickly. Here's here's the interesting part about this, and so. You know, people may be looking at this going, of course, I mean, I can do that on a Google search, right? right? And there's going to be a page that pops up. Let me type the, ex well, actually, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to type the exact same thing. Okay. Okay. And I'm typing the exact same thing. And this is what makes it the chat, right? Is that you're mm -hmm. actually, it'll actually kind of remember what you just did and you can follow up with it and everything. But if I ask the exact same question. Let's see if it brings the exact same stuff. <clears throat> no, it is bringing up different things. It is different. Yeah. So now it says some gift ideas could be an activity or craft kit, uh, craft kit such as jewelry making, blah, blah, blah. And then it gives the same list. And then at the end, it says it's always good to consider the child's interest when buying a gift. You can also consider the taking them to an outing experience, which is what they said before. But the wording is slightly different. And every time yeah. you ask it, Again, you know, if you think about its knowledge is changing. Just the fact that you asked it twice, 
its knowledge of that question has changed. It has changed because it knows that, well, one, there's been more things put out in the, you know, the intranet, uh, even in that last 30 seconds since I asked it before. But there's also the fact that it knows you asked twice, which means it's probably telling itself, you know what, you didn't probably like what I said the first time. So let me reword it to you. So there's an element of that, that it is continually learning and adapting, right? If I would have asked it again, it would give it slightly different. Um, so that's kind of a simple way of saying, you know, yeah. this, this is something that's going to take lots of information, try to put it together and give you useful verbiage, right? Now this, I want to, I want to be careful with people. This is not to be used as Google, right? Yeah. And it's very, very, uh, very, you want to, uh, make this very clear that this is not where you go and just ask for factual answers. You go to this for ideas and for new, um, a new thoughts, right? So if I went and said, give me the equation for this, what I want people to recognize is, is, you know, Alan, if you and I were to, with our huge uh, listenership that we have, if we were to mm -hmm. tell everybody, you know what, everybody go on to your personal web pages and post that, um, you know, the first person to walk on the moon was in, you know, 1829. And everybody starts posting that. First person to walk on the moon, 1829. And we get this thing rolling and we get tons of information out there. If I go and ask, when did the first person walk on the moon? Right now, of course, it would take a lot of information to override the correct info from what it's going to find. But this really shouldn't be used. This is almost like um, Wikipedia used to be when it first came out, that anybody can contribute to it. And you don't really yeah. know if it's correct. What you know is that it's gathering lots of information. And the hope is that lots of information will override some of the you know bad information that might be there, right? This is sure. really more about creating new content, right? Give me new ideas, giving me new suggestions, giving me, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm stumped at how to write something. Tell me well, creatively how to do something. I was going to say, and that, that's kind of the key word right there. It's writing something. Right. So again, yep. it didn't just spit out a bullet list and that's it of your answer. It actually put it in the phrase of a, I'm writing this out, almost like you were going to take this and send this to somebody or publish it somewhere. You needed it written out in a very natural language. That's the thing where this tool is really kind of focused on. It's why you say it's not like a Google. Google you go to for facts. This is what you're going to for written language explaining something you're wanting it to explain to you. Or yeah, describe some, for some you expression, or you. Yeah. you know, creativity, right? Um, so let's do, let's do this, Alan. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another mm -hmm. kind of creative example. All right. So what if I said, and this and this is all about this is an engine, right? So it is a artificial intelligence engine, which means the more you feed it, the more it knows, and the more it can be creative, right? So if I tell it, um, uh, let's see, write a 250 word introduction. Actually, I'm gonna do a shorter one. Let's do 100. 100-word introduction to a technology podcast called Brothers in Tech Okay, with hosts Brian Jackson and Alan, Alan Jackson. And actually, I'm going to tell it it's a weekly. Okay. Okay. So write a 100-word introduction to a weekly technology podcast called Brothers in Tech with host Brian Jackson and Alan Jackson. That's right. what I told, told it to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's see what we get. Okay. 
Would you he like to writing, read it, Alan? I'll read it. Um, okay. So you have, you have the silky words. voice. <laughs> hundred words here. Welcome to Brothers in Tech, a weekly podcast where host Brian and Alan Jackson dive into the latest technology news and trends. From smartphones and laptops to virtual reality and artificial intelligence, these tech-savvy brothers have a passion for all things digital. I mean, I'm liking this so far. This makes <laughs> I'm going to copy it. I'm going to copy this it. This makes so us sound more it. important than we really are. Uh, they'll keep you informed and entertained as they share their expert analysis, opinions, and interviews with industry leaders. Eh, not so much that yeah, part. Okay, we'll cut that part. Uh, the podcast is perfect for tech enthusiasts, early adopters, and anyone who wants to stay ahead of the curve. Join Brian and Alan each week as they explore the most exciting developments in the world of technology and what it means for you. Tune in and subscribe now to Brothers in Tech, the ultimate source for all things tech. That is 100 words. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, I guess so. Yeah. God, I mean, that's, that's impressive. impressive. I mean, okay. given the parameters you gave it again, I mean, you didn't say it was family, home, personal technology. You didn't say we were actual brothers, any of that stuff. I mean, you just told it the prompt and it made a hundred word description of that from that prompt. So interesting. Yeah. And that's a really good point. Actually, I didn't tell it we were brothers. Right, it didn't. I know. did give it. I did give it our both our names. I gave Brian Jackson and Alan Jackson, and it changed that to Brian and Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. assuming that we are the brothers. Assuming that, yeah, since we have the same last name, so there's some thought going into that, right? Um, Alan, let me one one little adjustment here. So let's say instead of the hundred word introduction, what if I say write a poem about weekly technology podcast? Right. Okay. All right. Um, so a poem. I'm going to do a poem now. And uh, mm. let's see what that does. Thinking. All right. I'm going to do this one. Okay. <laughs> Brothers in Tech, a podcast so grand, hosted by Brian and Alan, a tech-savvy band. Each week they dive into latest trends from smartphones to virtual reality. They make they they'll <laughs> make, make it all blend, blend. with the yeah. expert analysis and interviews too. They'll keep you informed and in the know. They are the ultimate source of tech for enthusiasts and early adopters. Their content to reach. Mm, so tune in and subscribe. Rough. Don't be late. Join Brian and Alan as they navigate the ever-changing world of technology, Brothers in Tech, a podcast for you and me. With passions for all things digital, they'll keep you entertained and original. So come along for the ride with Brothers in Tech by your side. Okay, so two out of the four stanzas were pretty good. Um, There were two that were a little rough, though. I'll give it that one. Yeah, they they struggled a few there. A little bit, a little bit. Um, But let's just back up for a second and talk about how Kind of freaking cool that is, right? I mean, in all honesty, and I know we're gonna we're gonna debate this and talk about this a little bit later in the show, but on the surface, not thinking about anything with authorship or anything else. I mean, the fact it did make a point from the short little prompt you gave it, and it gave four stanzas of a poem within twenty seconds. Yep. About write a haiku. Oh, you can give it shorter with it. And then so. I'm going to say at the end where Brian is the younger and more talented brother. See what it does mm-hmm. here. Tech brothers, Brian and Alan, younger one, more talented in hand, weekly podcast, fun. 
Here's your haiku for the day. I mean, it is a haiku. It does it is. follow the haiku. Pen, uh, what do you call that? Um, pentameter. Um, yep. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Sure, Obviously, we'll uh, we're, we're, we're the tech people, not the, the haiku. So, yeah. Brian, I noticed that right now it is saving this chat conversation you're having. Yep. On the left-hand side. So the one you started with, the 10-year-old <clears throat> birthday gift, is building on that same chat conversation. Correct. So you can so you pull this would back be able up to if you back, log in. Mm-hmm. You would be able to go back and pull up past ones that you've done. And it is actually documenting the whole conversation, all the prompts and all the responses yep. you've got on this. Okay. Yeah. And, and notice in each one of them, for those that are looking here, there's a thumbs up and thumbs down. And so this is helping to train it. This is helping to tell it, you know what? I didn't, I didn't like the, the poem, right? So we're going to go thumbs down and we could say, yeah. it's got to ask you why, well, it isn't true. It isn't helpful, blah, 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 right? So we could have done that, which I'm not going to do because that's not necessarily the case there. Um, so what's really cool about it is that if you are if you are in a place where you literally are stumped for ideas and you're trying, so I'm stumped for ideas of what to get somebody. I'm stumped for ideas about what to say. I know what to say, but I don't know how to say it. If you're in that particular place, this is kind of a helpful way of getting the ball rolling. Um, <laughs> let me give you let me give you the perfect example of this, Alan. Perfect example, right? Okay. What do I write in a card to my wife <laughs> on the anniversary? Oh, let's see, on our let's see, for our. 24th anniversary. Okay. And here we go. Brian's Hallmark card is being written for him please, as we good. write this. Here are some suggestions for what you could write in a card to your wife for your 24th anniversary. Happy 24th anniversary to my beautiful wife. I'm so grateful for all the love and support you've given me throughout the years. I can't imagine spending my life with anyone else. I love you. Oh, wow. It's like oh, it the knows next, you guys. The next one, 24 years of marriage, and I feel like the luckiest man in the world. You're the best friend, my confidant, my soulmate. I'm so grateful for all the memories we've shared and the ones yet to come. I love you more than words can express. Oh, my God. Oh. I am I am literally copying these. Um, 24 years little... have passed since our wedding day, and still I get butterflies in my stomach when I think of you. Mm. You have been my constant companion and my most cherished treasure. I love you more each passing day. Happy anniversary, my darling. Oh, my God. Man. Wow. I'm actually getting a little emotional over here on this end of the, of the camera. I don't know about you, but uh, that's uh, that's that's a pretty good. Now, granted, look, you didn't give it a lot. I mean, you said 24th wedding anniversary. Right, right. And that's it. And, I mean, a lot of this is stuff that – like you said, it's not like it's 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 bending, it's going like leaps forward on creativity. It's just taking those prompts and crafting it into something language-wise that's a little more thought out. Here's what I see, Brian, just looking at the chat GPT here. I mean, I, and I know I want to talk about the impact this has on actual writers and, and, and other things later, but if I'm someone, for example, like today, I have a meeting with someone and we need some text for their website, but they're not yep. willing to pay for an actual writer. Yep. Which is what I may recommend. Hey, we need to hire a writer to come in and write some text for the main copy of your website. So, well, no, I don't really want to do that. Can't you guys just write something for us? <laughs> and I'm not a writer. I am far from it. 
So to me, this is a tool where it's like, okay, if I know I this is a website for a company that does X, Y, Z, and they really are good at this, this, and this, write me a website copy for this. That's yep. what I will get something for that. Um, do I feel good about doing that? Maybe, maybe not. We'll discuss later. But, but I think when a situation is, I'm looking for some prompts. I'm looking for something to get the, the writing process started. And I myself am not a very skilled writer. Yep. This yep. is where I can see some some advantages and benefits to this. Yeah, I mean, the idea is if you're if you're trying to get across information that you're going to feed it, that you're going to tell it, this is this is this is what I'm looking for, and this is how I want it to sound, and this is how. I mean, so I probably could have done that again to say, you know, give me give me what I should write in a in a card to you know uh, a woman that I love <laughs> that uh, we just traveled abroad together and we did blah blah blah, and so you start feeding it lots of info. It's gonna you know it's helping you to try to weave those things in place. Now, again, the, the challenge is when this starts to the question that you brought up there is: Are you claiming it as your own or not? And, yeah. And so if I'm feeding it a lot of stuff and this is open source, it technically is a version of my own. But we're going to get into that, I think, a little bit later. I do have to bring up Shane Flint's comment uh, for your greeting cards. (laughs) It's like it's like it hacked Hallmark, which, yes, exactly. It hacked into the Hallmark greeting card servers and said, oh, I'm just going to pull some lines straight from that. So it's perfect. So, Brian, I will tell you just uh, before we move on to the other tool we want to talk about, unless you had another fun example to share with us. Well, I've I've got a bunch, but I, I think I think we probably need to move. On. I mean, yeah. I, I've had I've had some fun with this. I, uh, you know, I did write in several versions of our intro. I think a 250 word intro that was really good uh, for our for our podcast. I saved it so we can talk about it later. I had yeah. another you know prompt that I put and said write a poem about two brothers, where the one is younger, smarter, uh, <laughs> better looking, and just cooler. And it's a beautiful it, poem. So that's going well, in your card for next year. It, it knew. <laughs> It knew you were talking about me. I mean, that's the thing that's so smart. It scoured the internet. It's like, well, obviously, it's talking about Alan yeah. as the one yeah. that's uh, yeah, smart. I, I didn't. I didn't catch that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, but no, I think there's lots of there's lots of creative ways of of using this just to get the ball writing. And I think you know, someone wrote yeah. in about writer's block, right? About kind of getting out of writer's yeah. block, getting the getting the mind rolling, getting another way help. to to put it in place. So, I will say there were some. Um, Read some news too that there are some tech publications. One in particular, I can't remember. I don't think it's, I don't mm. think it's Wired. I think it may be another one where they've had, they've started crediting in their articles that this was written by both a human well. mm-hmm. and computer assisted technology. What I'm imagining is happening is I could see it where, okay, AI, go out and just, here's, I'm going to feed a lot of information and notes I have about this story. You start to write something for me, and then I'm going to go back and edit and flesh out and add some more to it. So it becomes a cooperative thing where somebody is needing it to kind of maybe take all the notes and ideas you have and organize it into a thoughtful written response that you can then go in and add and embellish and and edit as you see necessary. So I have no doubts that I could type in right now, uh, you know, write a uh, write a. 500 word story about the dangers of AI as of January 25th, 2023. I bet you if I did that, it would give a very thoughtful, you know, here's the challenges regarding AI and all of that. That's, that's what it, that's what it's doing. Right. 
And that's going to, I think, prompt us to our concerns that we'll bring up in just a little well, bit. And just well, and just to kind of go ahead and feed those concerns leading into it, I just want everybody to think about before we move on to the next tool, um, think about higher education or think about any education, students, think about um, uh, plagiarism, think about some things that are going to be some some concerns and issues with this. Okay. Yep. So let's flip over, Brian. We've talked about the words and language and dialogue. Let's talk. Let's flip over and talk about the uh, the visual side of creativity yeah. and medium. So on that same OpenAI website, they also have a service that is called Dolly, just like Salvador Dolly, but it's spelled D A L L dash E or dot E. Mm-hmm. So Dolly. So this works very very similar to how the Chat GPT does. This is also a free service. It just requires a login and password. I signed up for an account the other day. Within minutes, I got uh, sent a, a password back, and I'm, I'm I'm off and running. They do have a pricing model for this. So before anybody goes in and thinks they can start using this unlimited, when you get a free account, it does give you credits, like 50 credits, meaning 50 pictures you can automatically generate uh, in this service. So I've only used one of this account. So just be be aware, this is not something that you could just go in and start making tons of artistic photos for yourself and never have to pay anything. There is a limit you'll have to tap at some point. Chat GPT, not a paid service, but the images do have some, some money behind it. But Dolly is meant to do the same thing that you were just showing with Chat GPT, except it is going to create images based on the description that you've given it. Now, I'm scrolling down here, Brian, and I'm showing you examples. These are all pieces of art that were generated by Dolly based on prompts people entered. And you can see what the different prompts are. So here's this prompt. 3D render of a cute tropical fish in an aquarium on a dark blue background with digital art. And that's what we get. Hmm. Okay. Uh, An armchair in the shape of an avocado. And there it is. (laughs) uh, Armchair in the shape of an avocado. So you can start to get the idea of what they mean when they talk about description. So really when you log into this service, it is truly a, I'm just going to start typing in a description of what I want to see in a, in a photograph. So, or a picture. So let's say I want a, um, computer rendered, computer rendered, um, Boy playing basketball with yellow shoes um, and oversized sunglasses. Hmm. Okay, just random. Yep. Let's see what happens now. So at this point, I'm going to be using one of my 50 credits for this account. And I hit generate. And it is taking some time. That is not the image it's generating. That is a little placeholder to give you a little tip. You see there's a progress bar showing you where it's going. And okay. So here are my images. I have this image. I have this one, which is a little more uh, old school animated, uh, computer animated, but still Mm -hmm. meets what I asked for. There's another one. And there's one. So it gave me four. Yellow shoes, oversized sunglasses, playing basketball. Now, I can save any of these I want to. And technically speaking, they're available to use. 
I could put this on a website. I could put this on a brochure. I have generated this art by the Dolly standards and way the artificial intelligence is promoting this kind of service. You've generated this. Um, there's no artist. It was, your, involved. it was your prompts, right? It's my prompts. There's no artist that I need to credit. No artist I need to get permission from. It is much like your text, Brian. It is taking the vast array of information it's got on the internet and saying, all right, between different drawing styles, animation styles, uh, visual styles, taking the prompts that I've given, I'm going to create some pieces of art. And that's what it's done. Now, that's pretty simple, but uh, let's see if I want to go. And Alan, just to, just to clarify for people, those are not, those are not images. Those four images are not images that were in its database. Oh, no, no. They were created. created. It, it created those images. Now, it That's may have taken point. lots of pieces from other images. So some parts of that, maybe the draw of something came from one piece and all of it. it it's possible it's putting all that. But it's also generating by creating, right? It is actually creating uh, that information. So... Yeah, it's not just this coming from a database or coming from a library of images, you know, like, uh, you know, searching Google images, right? This is actually creating something new, technically. Um, okay, I'm saying now an impressionist painting of a lighthouse overlooking stormy skies, mm. right? So it does with this. All right. It is again. It's about 20, 20 seconds it takes to do each of these. It looks like on yep. average that you generate. And uh, okay, <laughs> here are my impressionist paintings. Um, not the best quality in the world, but I mean it's still what I asked it to do. There's one that's very, 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 uh, very painting style. Yep. Yeah. There's one that's pretty mm. wild. Okay. Yeah, especially if you told it, if you were to tell it, uh, draw it in the style of a 10-year-old that's learning to paint or something, right? All right. Uh, a Try painting that. of a lighthouse overlooking stormy styles, skies in the style of a, a young child learning to paint. Okay? Yeah. Try this. And we'll see what we get. Now, again, these images it's creating, I could click the download button and say, okay, that's it. I've got it. I'm going to use this somewhere. Um, all right. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that looks like a young child would have done it. And yep. it's a lighthouse overlooking stormy skies. Yeah. Uh, now that took it a little oh, further. Saying, a little, a little more literal, right? A little more literal. All right. Uh, there's one that's also looks like a child might have done an impressionist painting. And there's another one. <laughs> that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Um, now, with those, now, I noticed there's two buttons there. There's the download button, and then there's also a flag button. Is that kind of a save? Yeah, I I'm think assuming. you can flag it. At, or no, no, you're reporting oh, report. it I as, okay. wow, this image is not at all what matches my description. Or it has sensitive or biased content. Yeah. So yep. you can flag it and say, hey, don't show me this. Or learn from this AI and make sure you don't generate this kind of thing again. Yep. Now, we've done paintings, but, I mean, there is ways to do photograph. A photo of a group of people having a party um, on a farm. Okay? 
let's see what we have with this. Um, I've seen some interesting photos get generated by this. By this yeah, the photos. The photos are interesting. I, I, uh, yeah. I have some examples oh. of that as well. Here we go. Uh, okay. First off, uh, the faces <laughs> are odd, weird, mm-hmm. a little distorted, a little odd looking there. Uh, yeah, his 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 eye is is uh, problematic there, but um. <laughs> Okay, and what was what was the guy in the back doing? I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what's going that on there either. Person was doing. Yeah, um, you know, you got some people here that are. I mean, it's from a distance. It looks okay. You get close up. There are some some artifacts and issues. Um, that one mm. is also a very kind of odd shape to it. But I mean, the general intent's pretty close. I mean, it is people having a party on a farm. Yeah, I mean, it's it doing all the criteria. things you're supposed to do. The question is. Right. How is it learning to create photo? I mean, photographs, photographs are tricky, right? Because if it's creating yeah. that from either lots of bits of information, as opposed to going and grabbing someone's face and putting out, you can see some of this was probably a face from a different image that it learned from to say, that's what a face looks like. And I'm piecing together different things. Um, all right, so Alan is typing a photo of a person helping an elderly lady. Yeah, so I, I actually have to... This is actually something I need for a project. And I'm kind of curious if I can actually get some decent <laughs> photos from this or not. Um, and we'll see what we get. Okay. And that's kind of what I've expected. Mm-hmm. It's hands. Um, but um, <laughs> so this is where I think photos are interesting compared to drawings or artistic renderings. Yeah. The, the, the fingers are odd. You will notice the pinky finger of the elderly lady actually has two thumbnails. On one yeah, of one going one it, direction and odd. one going the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that one odd. also looks like the two hands are kind of merged into one another. Um, that one, okay, that one's not bad. Yep. That, that looks okay. And that one looks okay. That, yep. that looks all right. Hand, the reason I want to bring it up is hands seem to be the thing that they say right now AI is having the most trouble with. There have been so many photos people have put up online that have been generated by Dolly or other AI generators where the people have six fingers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a lot well, of them. Well, when you don't have limits, right? If you don't tell it, Alan, yeah. if you don't tell it, give me five fingers on this one, then what are you expecting? It wants better. Uh, six is better than five, right? So AI is, is learning. So a lot of people have been going online and putting up really like bizarre photos of now, taking their own photos, which, Brian, I know you have mm-hmm. done. That's another thing this service does is taking your own existing photo. You have an upload button, so you could actually upload a photo yep. and then have it distort or change or edit that photo in some way based on the detail you want to give it. So, Brian, do you have something you want to show for that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I can show an example here. Um, right. So, what I what I did, and the first time I, I jumped on Dali is I, you know, I... I take photographs and I, I said, well, I'm going to drop in some of my photographs and just see what it does with them. If I just say, here's my photo, either enhance it or change it or whatever. Right. So this is, this is an example of a photo that, that I took. Um, and that's all I did is drop it in. I dropped it in and upload, didn't tell it anything. I just said, you know, generate. And these were the options that it gave me. And I'm going to try to scroll so you can see these a little better. Um, so here are the options it gave me. So this was the original. You can see mm-hmm. here. And then notice that it did something to it, right? It kind of inverted the or it switched around the 
the, by the way, the, the image for those who are listening is of, of a haystack rock. So it's a, a, a rock that's out in, uh, on the Oregon coast and you see the sky above it. Um, it was nighttime, so it was the uh, stars everywhere and you can see reflection uh, with the water. So the, the version it gave me or another version it gave me was the rock turned the other direction. Uh, it cleaned up kind of some of the reflection to make it smoother. It actually added the moon or even maybe the sun. I don't know what it's trying to do there. If I keep scrolling over, you can see, Alan, it did some other variations of it, you know, maybe some sea spray on it. It gave me one where the the, the sun or the moon is right above it. It gave me one to the where the sun or moon is to the right. Um, so those were just ideas that it said, well, here's adjustments we want to do. And you can tell there's a lot of things that it just added in there. And this one, this last one, you can see it looks like even waves are breaking out close to the, the rock, which was kind of cool that it did that. Um, let me show you another one. This is another picture of mine that I, that I threw mm -hmm. in and just said, you know, okay, uh, generate something new. And I want you to pay attention for those that are, uh, are uh, watching uh, online here. You know, I've got one bird and this is called shorebird. So there's, you know, I don't know, uh, eight, nine birds uh, that are on the shore right next to the water. And there is a dock behind it that is blurred mm -hmm. out. And one bird is in focus. The others are, you know, a little bit blurred out with some, sure. um, some background. So I threw that in there and take a look what it, what it did. So here's my original on the left. And then it all of a sudden it kind of changed. I don't even know what the background is. I don't know what the, mm -hmm. it basically took away the dock and it added some other random kind of dock that's not even in the same place. Um, it tweaked the birds a little bit and made them all look in the same direction. Right. Um, here's another one that flipped the image so that the you know, the, um, the shore is facing the other way and the birds are doing, and again, a different, completely different dock, but the same hillside in the background. Here's another one, which I don't know what's happening with that bird's head. Um, yeah. And he's also a, kind of in the water where he was not before. Exactly. So. Yeah. It mm -hmm. moved, the, moved the bird over this last one, kind of another kind of version of it where it, it kind of looks like it computer generated some, some of the birds standing in a different way. <laughs> so what's, what's interesting there is that it's, you know, it's taking elements of the picture and then swapping some out to say, well, what about this? What about this? And kind of giving you different variations. So you got to wonder what the back background code to that is, right? What is it? What has it been told is good to do? Okay, flip the image. Yeah. You know, change the background, tweak the background. Um, well, Brian, let me ask you too. Um, did you give it any descriptor at all? Like no. when you upload, you just said, just nope. do something with this. I just, I just upload the image and then said, go. And that's it. Now, so here's what I'm going to do just as a last little fun example. Then we need to, we need to dissect these things a little bit. Yeah. Uh, unless you had some others to show. Did you have some well, I, I, I did think you might want to see this real quick. I did okay. type in, type in an image that said, uh, show me images of a podcast called Brothers in Tech. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so... So I got four wow. examples here <laughs> and they were all old and I don't know why they're old. Um, obviously you can see with all the tech and, and I'm assuming that, you know, it's picking up from online what's going on, but you know, there's a, uh, I would say four different, you know, nationalities of, of children and of brothers. They all have mm -hmm. technology in their hands. Um, mm -hmm. very similar to maybe what our, uh, 
Um, it's actually really close to our logo. <laughs> our logo, right? Yeah, so you got to yeah. wonder if that's kind of feeding into it. Um, mm-hmm. I did. I did tell it if you're if you use the, uh, I think it was the, is it the mobile version? I can't remember what I was on, but I just told. I said no. I didn't like that. Do it again. And then I ended up getting some completely different ones, um, which also looked a little interesting, kind of a different style that it took more oh. of a realistic style. I like um, the one on the far right. I like the last one with the two yeah. brothers kind of facing opposite on the laptop. That's actually pretty cool. It's, it's kind of kind of cool and a little bit of a funky painting version. So, yeah. so the idea is that it's, you know, it is taking literally what you put into it, piecing together all of these things and trying to make the best estimate as to what's, you know, what what you're wanting. Right. So Alan, you show us, show us your last one. There. Yeah. Let, let's show one thing. I'm actually going to do this live here. So I actually want to upload my own photo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is a photo of me. I am uploading. I am telling Dolly that I'm giving it this photo. And Dolly yes. does want um, squared images. Right. I realized that. All right. I don't want to edit the image. Oh, I lost it. Let me do it again. So I am uh, navigating right now to choose an image. I know you guys can't see that, but okay. And I'm going to crop. Um, generate variations. Yep. There you go. That's what I did, right? That's I think that okay. was my. So this is me yeah. doing this with a an actual portrait photo. So I'm kind of curious what it's going to do. Now, I'm curious if once I've done this, if I can go and edit the description and give it more defin- definition or not. I think I think so. Yeah, up top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one. Yeah, that's that's not you. That's nope, not that's you. not me either. It's trying to mm. get me from another angle, but that's not how I look. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> I mean, it's getting yeah, the idea. Now, let's... There's some double eyes on that guy. So, okay. Um, yep, there you go. Uh, try to tweak it, tweak it somehow. Um, so, but will it do it for this photo? I think so. I, think I don't so. know. It looks like it says. Oh, I don't know. It's generating something new. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you can tell it to redo. I think that's what I did last time. Either to maybe you go back and then say. Hmm, so maybe it's going to do it again. I don't know what I just did. Um, I, think I have seen people. It. I have seen people get really nice, like painted versions of their photos. I mean, like there's one in kind of a painted style that has close to me. Um, not yeah, quite. There are pieces there. I don't know. I don't know. It seems to be picking <laughs> out the same person. Like the ones that it's drawing yeah. are all look like similar people. Ugh. They just don't look yeah. like you. Um, right. It's taking that same idea of my photo and saying I can generate something similar. Right. With people. Right. So, all right. And it's certainly pulling from a database of what yeah. billions of images, right? So I mean, they're all it's wearing not like the it same... randomly create a, a person that it doesn't know anything about. It's it's picking from things. So a couple things to pay attention to. Uh, even though the faces are suspect, I'm I'm not crazy about the faces I'm getting. Oh, I am wearing a blue shirt in my original photo, and this has got four different blue shirts. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That all look natural, they all look like real things. The boxes of popcorn is also different each time. There's mm-hmm. one style. There's another. There's another. Okay. 
and the angles are different. It's like positioning me in different angles. So I mean, I get where it's trying to go. It's taking my photo and trying to do something more variation with it. These examples I've thrown up maybe haven't been the best ones on the photo side, but I have seen some people put up or say, do a self-portrait of me giving my name. Now, granted, Alan Jackson, I'm going to get the country singer. So let's just see. Um, uh, an oil painting version of a portrait of Alan Jackson. Okay. So I know I'm going to get the country singer, but my question is, am I going to get him in a painted style that I'm kind of asking for? All right. Mm. That's, hmm. that's actually pretty good right there. Yeah. I mean, that looks like yeah. an oil painting and it looks like uh, Alan Jackson. So uh, yeah, so if one. you're giving it prompts of things that it knows and things that it can pull from. Yeah. People right? or places it knows from its vast internet knowledge, it can do that. Right, right. Um, it worked with actual hmm. portraits of people. So um, kind of interesting. It's fun to play with. Um, we had a, a somebody on the chat ask what the paid model is on this if you were to use it beyond the, uh, the credits, oh, credits. You know, that you mm-hmm. get. And the buying of credits, you get 115 credits for $15. And basically, all the pictures I just generated, each one was a credit. I did nine of them. I have used nine out of my 50 credits. So they're basically uh, at $15 for 115 credits. That's that's about 10 cents a credit. Is that right? No. No. Yeah, yeah. About 10 cents a credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe a little bit more, ten to twenty cents a credit somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Alan, what what would be the what what do you think would be the creative or the effective uses of this image generator? So, um, I mean, give me an example of someone that would right, go, so, "Oh, you know what? This would be helpful." Because we saw that the portraits and the images and the photos are not the greatest, right? It's not what you want to publish some of those, but. I think, you know, if you were looking and needing something, you weren't really wanting to go into a stock image library to find a photo or drawing or image to put into a, something you're designing or, or a piece you're doing. Right here, I said picture of a child riding a bicycle. And other than the face, still looking a little a little odd. Yeah, I'd almost want to just a, tell it not to have photo photographic, yeah. right? But to have I mean, cartoon there's one that's a close up. Look, there's yeah. a close up of a child riding a bike that looks great. It looks like a nice stock photo that you could see somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although I don't know what's going on up there. I don't either. I don't either. I wasn't going to point it out, but yeah, something yeah. weird's going on with that. And then of course I got some yeah. like animated drawings where if you were like a cartoon version, I think it could yep. probably do a little better. I I think if you're looking to, if you need to generate something for a, a piece of, you know, newsletter, uh, a personal blog website, mm-hmm. and you have a pretty simple photo need, it's good to do. I could see definitely Brian taking existing photos and turning them into more uh, painted or artistic styles. Could be something you could do on this a lot easier. Yeah, like create a create a create a painted style of this picture, right? Yeah. Or uh, something like that. Right. Or but I but I do think you know keep in mind the idea of photos. If you you know if you keep saying photo, I think I think photographs, right? But I think if you right. say pictures, I want I want a an image. I want a um, an image of this. I want a, uh, a design of, you know, a, 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 a cartoon version of a, a bike wheel or something like that, where you actually get, 
<laughs> not, not things with super weird faces. Now, Alan, I, that's a good question. Can right, you just, look at this can, one here. Okay. So they're turned away, right? So yeah. can you tell it without the face? Can you just sure. say, give uh, me, sure give me an image of a, a child riding a bicycle without seeing their face? Yeah. Let's just see if that works. <laughs> Faces are problematic. So we can they um, are. try to see if we can get away from not using their face. So I typed an image of a child riding a bicycle without seeing their face. And now I have, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Um, that's pretty good. Yep. yep. Yeah. And that one, um, so I think, I think a little weird, but yeah, I think part of it is, you know, just like when Google came out or, you know, Google, uh, search engine came out, it took time for people to recognize, like, how do I, how do I write my search to get exactly mm-hmm. what I want? Yeah. And I think this is the same thing that if you, if you start to learn the language and start to learn, okay, if I say without this or add this or make it in this style or do it this way, um, then I think you can start to work towards what you, uh, what you're trying to get. So, well, look, but I mean, I it's, it's, it's interesting. You asked, you asked the actual applications for it. Honestly, yeah. I think it's just funny. I think that's the biggest thing with it now. I think it's just kind of funny to go in and I mean, you can get pretty bizarre and random. If I said, I wanted to see a, an image of Yoda, from Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, writing that a red dragon um, and singing show tunes. Okay. And you just kind of start to have fun with it. Then I think, you know, it's, it's worth having fun with. I'm struggling still because I think, you know, the faces and some of the choices it's making are a little tricky. I would have a hard time using this for a real commercial application yet, but, but I mean, look, here's his impersonate Yoda on a dragon singing show tunes. That's a pretty good one right there. Okay. That, that is exactly what I asked for. Um, that one, not so much. And yeah, that one's, that one's okay as well. Um, so (laughs) I, Brian on chat GPT, the tech side, I see so many applications. Dolly, I'm still struggling a little bit for good practical applications, but I think it's more than anything is the promise of what it's doing is intriguing. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. You know, not to use up your credits, but do one more thing for me. Just do something like, you know, generate a, a logo for a podcast called Brothers in Tech. Logo for a podcast called Brothers in Tech. Because I'm wondering with things like logos, if you ask it for a logo, if it's if it's going to be much more, you know, just uh, creative, you know, use of shapes, that sort of thing, as opposed to trying to do photographs, right? Which might be beneficial. Yeah. And if nothing else, if this can give you some ideas. <laughs> right? Well, we have the brooches. The brooches. I, I don't know how I got that from Brothers and I, I don't know either. Yeah. Um, the... the, 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 the Bro, this is Thrones. Um, yeah, that text. I mean, the image is kind of interesting, but the text yeah. is. Uh, but this, but that's, but that's also what I've noticed because I tried this before and I was amazed with the <laughs> random text that it ends up giving you. Yeah. But it, I, again, it's not a text generator, right? This right. is a this is an image generator. But if you say, "Give me the foundation for that," or "Give me the 
yeah, the technology. Let's just try podcast. a logo for a technology podcast. I there just want to see if it can create a simple logo that Without isn't relying on a lot of text. Yeah. Um, let's just see. <laughs> yeah, again, ignoring the text. Right. It's got one logo there. It's like a microphone. Yeah, microphone. Using microphone. This mm-hmm. one's okay, except for the again, the letters and words are weird. Um, yeah, it's using the microphone a lot, but yeah, uh, it's not, and I not believe horrible. from this this point, if you did this, you could go to variations right there, and it, and it's almost like spinning again, right? It's basically yeah. doing a different version. I'm doing a variation off of that last one I showed yeah. you, and it's going to get some other variations of that. Yeah, it's um again. I think it's been fun playing around with this. I'm having a hard time with the practical application today of it, but um yeah. No, so I think, I'm, again, I think, color, I think if you, if you're just like we talked about with chat GPT, if you had writer's block, this is a way of kind of providing you some creative text to hopefully get your mind thinking, you know, you know, obviously anything that we took from there, we would edit, right. You would say, yeah. okay, let me edit to make it true. The same thing goes here. If I say generate something like this or generate an image of, you know, a sunset, a beautiful sunset in a painting, and then that kind of sparks your ideas as to how you want to adapt that or create your own. Uh, I think there's potentially some benefits, but um, but now, you know, so we've talked about benefits, Alan. We've talked about positive things. I'm kind of itching to spend at least a few minutes at the end here yeah. about the dark side of well, all let's, this. Well, let's do that because I do think we, I mean, we're having fun with it. I think we were kind of impressed with the, the writing on chat GPT. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the images were kind of just fun and silly to play with, and you can have fun using up your 50 credits for free with Dolly. Midjourney is another service that also does images. You got to join a wait. I, I'm on a waiting list for it. I haven't been added to it officially, but I've noticed it seems to do a little bit higher end looking artwork on some things if, if when it goes that direction. But on the con side of this, I, I, there's been a lot of debate and controversy about these services, both of them, for for some pretty good reasons, I think. One you kind of alluded to on the tech side, Brian, is, um, you know, it, is there any sense of plagiarism? Because the idea is that the AI is pulling content from somewhere on the internet and stitching together and formulating it into right. a complete rec- written piece for you. Um, I, I'm less concerned about that as I am about just it being misused or used yeah. by people um, – I don't want to say nefariously, but look, if I was a if I was a high school student and this tool was available, don't think for a second I would not be trying to use this to see if I could generate essays and sure. written pieces. Uh, or at I, least at least start the generation of an essay. Right. I mean, you know, if you said give yeah. me an introduction to the catcher in the rye, that's you know, a hundred words. Uh, you know, or give me the, you know, um, you know, give, give me, me the, a, uh, the yeah. Cliff Notes version of, you know, write write something in the Cliff Notes style for 500 words about blah, blah, blah. Chapter two of Farewell to Arms. Give me sure. a synopsis of the chapter. Yep. And I mean, the source is out there on the Internet. It could look up the book and it could go through the chapter and give you a synopsis of that chapter. That's right. You turn it in. And see, here's the challenge, Brian. I think I think uh, educational and you're obviously an educator. You know this better than anybody. There are already tools out there to help check if somebody might have copied something off the internet before. So right. if you get a paper 
there are tools to be able to scan it and feed it and say, all right, is there any passages or sentences in here that are basically lifted from somewhere else on the internet? This, however, <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any way you can check it. Well, so here's here's the thing. So um, in the education world, like, again, this this caused a major freak out. Again, one, because it came out during the holiday time, right in between where people are either prepping for new semesters or, you know, in the middle of the year. And when that came out, there was all this panic of, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. You're telling me someone can write, you know, a prompt like I give them. I give them a prompt, go write me an essay tonight about this. And they could put the same prompt in and get something out of it. And here's the other thing to be very scary, uh, to be nervous about. Notice that you could put the prompt in twice and you get two different things. Mm-hmm. It's not like you could say, oh, you know what? I'm going to put the prompt in. I'm going to read it. And if I see any kid that brings me this, I know that it came from chat GPT. Well, oh. it's different every time. Every person that puts it's it in is a little generated bit different. It. Right? The reason we were sitting there waiting for a few seconds is it was actually generating it on the fly. It's not from its current pulling from a, and, It's not pulling yeah. from a library of already created text and says, oh, somebody searched for this yesterday, so I'll just show the exact same one. No, it's generating it on the fly. Well, it's and that's generating where it becomes it, really challenging here. Yeah. And Ellen, it's and so this is this is what people need to kind of recognize about this is that what Chat GPT is doing specifically is it is providing the best prediction of the next word. I mean that's what it's doing. That's why it comes out one at a time. It says this is the best prediction of what the best next word would be based on what we just said. And that's what ends up creating. It's not thinking totally and going, you know what, I'm thinking about an entire thing. And by the way, here you go. It's actually, you know, going word by word and thinking what's the the best next word yeah, based on what we've been told to do, based on what we're trying to create, you know, here you go. And so the best next word will change every time you use it, just like a you know, uh, you know, going uh, uh, to a, a regeneration sort of, you know, software that says, okay, you did that already. Now we're going to do something more. Now that you did it once, it's actually going to get better next time. That's what this thing is doing. It's just learning every time it, it's used. So um, I think you may have listened to the same podcast that I did. I think you, you and I mentioned this uh, in a chat together, but um, you know, there are some teachers that have said, okay, you know what, this is great. Right, creative writing teachers have said, you know what? Wonderful. If I can have students use this to create prompts, outstanding. But guess what's missing? That person now has to say, in order to really know that they can write, I have to do it here without technology. Right. Yeah. I can't send them mm-hmm. home at night and say, do sure. write this up and type yeah. it and bring it back. I have to say, you know what? You're going to write this, so go start using ChatGP to give you ideas and do this, blah, 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 blah. And then when you come in, let's give you a new prompt and write. And hopefully that you're using, you know, I told you, you can't learn without feedback. Well, hopefully people will use ChatGPT or something like this as feedback. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a really interesting approach. Mm-hmm. Let me try to mm-hmm. use that. The problem is we know we've, we've been students. <laughs> There's no way you're using that just to learn from, right? No. People are going to use it to put it back out. Well, At least in the near that's, term. that's on the writing side. Now, I think I'm less concerned about, I'm less concerned about the idea of quote plagiarism on chat GPT because yes, I know it's pulling ideas and phrases and, and, and facts from other places, but I don't feel like, I mean, it's not directly lifting 
uh, passages from any one place. Right. It's generally so you're saying you're not worried about plagiarism from another source. No, to from, put out from another, like, like I'm right. ripping off this other source. I am right. uh, violating right. copyright. I am taking something that doesn't belong to me and generating this. I'm not worried about that. Um, with the written side, uh, with chat GPT, I think I'm overall okay with that. I'm, I am concerned about, um, I'm concerned. About, I'm always concerned about people getting too reliant and lazy with it, where we're having a computer generate content and we take it for granted that it's true and it's real and it's factual when it may not be. Like you said earlier, it's it's pulling what it found around it on the internet, which again, it may not all be true. Right. But just like Wikipedia, my fear is that people are going to start going to a, a Wikipedia type or go to these kind of passages that are being written and say, oh, well, yeah, well, that's obviously true because the computer generated it. Well, no, a computer didn't generate it. generated it, yes, but it pulled it from all this other information it had around it, whether it's right or wrong. So I can see our society getting very lazy with what's being presented to us in writing. My fear is, you know, uh, people writing articles for magazines or uh, newspapers and using a tool like this to generate it and not being diligent about being human to watch it and review it and edit it when necessary. Just saying, Oh, Nope. Looks okay to me. Let's push it out the door. And then we're spreading poor, bad information out there to the public. That's yeah. a, that's a concern for me is that we get too lazy. We get too reliant yeah. on it. Well, that, that is absolutely the case. And and I think for a greater, more, <laughs> um, dramatic look at this, I'm just, I'm just worried that we're, continuing to take away the logical logical of course machine learning has been around a while that has taken away some of the logical thought right i mean the idea that you know you can predict what a baseball player is going to do or the best chance the best thing that the most likely thing that a baseball player is going to do because of your algorithm that you created doesn't mean that you necessarily know it means that something else knows and you're potentially using that that's always been around but i'm worried that are we losing our ability to be creative and be thoughtful when yeah. we're basically saying, you know what, one of the cool things about being a human is that we could be creative and we all have differences and all of that. But if I take that portion of my brain and say, I don't need it anymore because this is going to be the creative thing. And I will just be the logical thing that takes and puts information in to get that creativity out. That's where it really starts to be kind of scary to me that, that, you know, yes, you can make the argument that says you have to be intelligent in order to use this correctly to yeah. get to where your goal is going to be. You have to you have to evaluate what you're you're getting out of it in order to make something more effective. But yeah. it's also that it's a it's you know it's an issue that if I if I don't know what I'm doing and I'm turning around and taking that as fact and I'm spitting it out to someone else, you're right. We you know, we're doing exactly what we what we've seen happen in media yeah. and all of that. We're just taking things as fact and rolling them out and well, forgetting our ability to think. So, to counter a little bit, and you alluded to this as well. There is a, I mean, I, I, one of the arguments people have had about in favor of this technology and saying that they, you know, they see this as just as much of a creative and artistic process creating this using these these bots, these these AI bots to do it. Is like you said, there is a quote art in creating the right prompts and right details and knowing exactly how to make the system work to help you get that desired result. That is an argument people online are saying about why they feel like this is just as valuable, especially on the picture yeah. side, on the, on the dolly side, 
why they should be viewed as artists just as much as anybody who's in front of a canvas and painting with a paintbrush is that they are using their quote creativity to determine exactly what prompts and descriptions and, and tags and phrases are going to generate a piece of artwork that they want the computer to generate. And I see a little bit of that argument. They try to rely it to like even building video games or doing CGI animation in a movie. It's still sitting in front of a computer telling the computer what to do. Right. The difference is, is that when you're generating a 3d object for a movie, for a Pixar movie, you are still having to you well, I'm, I'm starting to work myself out of my argument. <laughs> I mean, somebody else sketched it out and said, here, this is what yeah. I want this character to look like. And you as a computer animator says, okay, I need to make it look like this. They got this shape head. They got this shape body. So I'm going to use my computer and put in all my parameters and code and uh, do all my uh, finite calculations to make that work. As somebody's arguing, they are doing the, basically the same thing, maybe at a much more elementary level, but still the same idea, putting in yeah. phrases and comments and descriptions to generate a particular piece of artwork that is very unique and original to them. Oh, let me, let me, let me give you a, an analogy in this. Yeah. Especially you'll, you'll probably uh, appreciate this because this is something that we certainly went through in our generation is the, the change that happened when artists, musical artists started to use other people's work and mm -hmm. digital synthesizers and computers in order to create music. There was a huge backlash that said, you don't have talent, <laughs> right? You, you don't have yeah. talent. You don't have creativity. What you've done is you've taken my work and mm -hmm. mixed it together and maybe even have, I mean, here's the thing. The, here's what I'm actually wondering. When are we going to get to the point where we hear a great song on the radio and then we find out about six months later, it comes out that that there was nobody involved in that that song whatsoever. <laughs> the song is completely that's not far off. That's not, no, that can't be I, far off. I wouldn't we're be gonna, surprised. We're going to get a hit tomorrow. song, and they're probably waiting till something comes out that hits the you know hits number one on the charts, and then it's going to come out and say, by the way, there was not a single human involved in that, <laughs> other than to say, I want a hit song about this. Yeah, and I. Guarantee it's coming, right? It's coming. And so the question is, as a society, where do we go, right? You know, if I if I was a parent, which I'll be honest, we thank God I'm not because I, I get a little nervous about like, how would I raise this child in this particular world? And for me, it's, I would be jumping on the fact that AI is here and it is not going anywhere. So if you want to do anything in this world that kind of sets you apart, it's time at a young age to maybe jump into understanding it and learning to work with it and learning to work, you know, to enhance yeah. it, learning to, to recognize maybe still some of the distinctions that can make you different from AI. But mm. boy, I tell you, it, it is, it is tough, man. It is tough. It It is. I, uh, I, I wrestle with it. I really do because there's a part of me that says, look, I, I felt the same way when computers got into desktop publishing and got yes. into other tools where, you know, there was arguments there, just like on the music business. It was of, well, you're, you're giving this creative tool to someone who's not a creative person, but they're able to use it to make something that looks okay because the computer is able to guide them and give them all the tools and resources without all the knowledge to you to do it. It's the same idea. And, um, yep. 
But I also was a big proponent of, I said, look, I feel like there's a skill and a talent in going in and knowing how to use this program and designing something to look a certain way. So I'd be a hypocrite if I said that, no, there's no artistic talent here. This is, this is ripping things off. However, uh, man, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a really big, tough one. Um, I do feel like uh, I do, I think a legitimate concern and just because I, I never liked the idea of people losing jobs, but I can see definitely on the, the chat GBT. I mean, I already gave my example. If, if I'm not going to go out and hire a copywriter to write some couple of paragraphs of text for a website, I'll use a tool like this. I just worked somebody else out of a job uh, working using their talent and skill. And um, that, concerns me that concerns me that that could be a a big um hit for any kind of industry in the creative arts yeah but on the flip side i said the same thing about desktop publishing when it came out i said oh gosh that means people are going to lose their jobs in the in the design industry and really it it just it just forced designers to be better and to fine tune and craft at, their skills at certain techniques, right? I mean, you yeah. had to learn techniques, and again, yeah. techniques. The question about techniques is: is technique painting, and is it another technique to learn how to use technology yeah. to simulate paint? Right. Hmm. So I think that there, there, there. I think I hope, I hope that there's always a place for human thought, and there's always a place for human creativity. I'm hoping. Yeah that we, you know, get to, that we always carve out a a unique element to us. And maybe that that challenges us as humans to say, how can we still provide more, you know, whether that's a a level of, you know, faith, although whether that's a level of creativity, a level of, you know, energy, whatever it is that makes us different than these Mm -hmm. bots that are creating things. Because again, remember the bots are creating things based on us. Yeah. The, the bots would not be there if it wasn't for us, right? Well, so that's one good thing to think about is we had to somehow feed this engine with a lot of creativity for it to become creative as well. So hopefully we allow it to push us to be even more creative. That would be the hope. That That's always my hope. I, same yeah. situation with video uh, video production when Apple rolled out these great simple tools like iMovie and other things to generate your own home video movies and giving you templates and things that you can just drop your video pieces into. And all of a sudden people in the video industry are getting worried saying, well, does that mean that we're going to lose work? Well, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you, we haven't lost work. No, the, the video industry is still very much in high demand. It's because I think there's a, a more of a refocus on the talent level and that true technique and skill that's being used and applied to it. People understand I can either go this free, self-generated or automatically generated route, or I can go with actual designers, professionals to do what I need to have done. And I think we as a society kind of understand there is a a gap between those and we're okay with that. We understand if we get something that's free and generated by computer, or we get something that somebody has actually put their own personal human time and talent into. I think we all acknowledge that and we get that there's a gap there and there is a dividing line between that the fear was always that it was going to be blurred and we weren't going to know the difference. And I don't think we ever really got there. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about what I'm seeing here so far. I wonder if down the road, you're still going to be able to look at an article and say, well, yeah, I can tell that this is a, a computer generated article. It's very straightforward. It's very factual. There's no real personality to it. It's just, 
yeah just writing but then over here is a great writer who i know his style and i know his the 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 personality and creativity he puts in his work i can see it and i can hear it i prefer this and i'm going to gravitate towards that yeah um i don't know um i hope so man (laughs) i hope so you know i mean i i do hope that that well, here, here, here's my my one take on it. And I actually had a, a a discussion with a colleague earlier today because I mentioned that we were going to be talking about this because he his son is a computer science student, and he had just had a debate with his computer science you know his his kid about this. He's taking more of the this is this is horrible for education. This is horrible for learning. The student was taking this as like, are you kidding me? This is fantastic for our you know growth as a society. Blah blah blah. You know, I think the the key is if if Right. If we act like the old curmudgeons on the block and say, (laughs) yeah, this is just crazy. This can't do. Guess what? This is able to do and and overcome your frustrations. Right. That's the problem. So I would say my my suggestion would be come off of your soapbox on it and say okay how do i work in this new environment yeah. the way that it's going to work this? because it's yeah. it's going it's going we're not mm-hmm. going to stop it right mm-hmm. what we can do is decide how it can be useful in concert with still what we can yeah. provide as humans and i think that's that's an exciting piece um so yeah, yeah as a tech person i'm excited as a educate education person i'm nervous yeah. uh as a human i am uh personally very happy i'm not going into the workforce as a young person right now because i don't know what the future is going to be and making decisions now on my education mm-hmm. is tough but um yeah you know anyway so uh, well, well said well yeah said. well that's just, i mean that's just a beautiful positive note to to kind of wrap up on no i i mean in a way it kind of is i mean i'm i'll go ahead and tell you i'm i'm already planning uh in the next week or so you know i'm getting my team at work together to say hey want everybody to understand a tool that's out there. And if we do have to generate writing for somebody that is not willing to go and pay for a creative writer or a freelance writer, and we are asked to write this stuff and none of us are feel like we are seasoned writers. This is a tool we can now yeah. use at least as a starting point as a, to generate some ideas of what we could put on this. And I, I totally see the practicality for it. Uh, the images, I'm still going to have fun making up some random stuff on it for a little while and just see what kind of fun I can have. Um, I do think it's good to generate ideas. And I think I think, think it, it, if we use it as that kind of tool, as a spark for, for getting us to think more creatively about our own work and we use it as kind of a, to get us in the right mindset, I think it's a great, great resource for that. The fear yeah. is I just, I know there's a lot of people who are not going to stop at using it for that. There are people who are going to use it yeah. as their, as their talent and as their, as their, their, um, what their offerings. And that's where I just, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned where that's going to sure. go. So, sure. Yeah. Fun well, stuff though. This is AI. Yeah. This is where we are people. These service, these sites are free. I am. Look, I'm advocating that you should go and get familiar with them and play with Absolutely. them and have fun with them. Absolutely. I'm not advocating you should use it to kind of take over your your writing business if you are a, you know, a, a magazine editor or a writer. But I do think it's good to go in and get familiar with it and just understand this is where technology is still taking us. This is some of the first yeah. times I've really seen where technology has just, com- the AI world has completely said, all right, here you go. Here's an open palette. Use AI for whatever you want to use it sure. for. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
everything in AI so far up to this point has been very guided. Um, let's set you up with some automated things for your home, uh, your home uh, gadgets and lights to turn on at certain times, or I can sense when somebody's coming near the house and I'm going to turn this on. That's all AI, but it's all been kind of more targeted and in the background of apps we use. This is front right. and center. Here you go. I'm giving you a free prompt. Type whatever you want. Tell me what you want, and I will generate it for you. Um, yeah. Well, so, and Alan, yeah. and, and just really quickly, because realize you probably have been presented with this, but you're right. You haven't been told necessarily it was AI. For example, mm. if you've ever gone on a chat for a company oh, when you have a problem yeah, yeah. and you yes. type in like, hey, I have a problem. And it says, great. Can you tell me more about your problem? Well, that's not a person, right? That is mm. a AI bot that is taking your information and saying, here's what my next logical step is. Now that's, that's kind of, you know, there's many different levels of what we call machine learning, where it's kind of, you know, are you giving it reinforcement or are you giving it supervised learning or whatever? But it's basically saying when someone says this word, I want you to give this prompt because mm -hmm. why do we need to pay a human to do all of this when it's, you know, continual mm -hmm. things? That's what the, the idea is. And so you might say, you know, how many times have I been frustrated with a human that didn't know how to help me for T-Mobile, let's say, or Comcast, but yet that chat bot, which we know also gets frustrated when we realize it's not a human, but it also is the most educated mm -hmm. at that moment of all the information that's happening to give you the best prompts. It's just some yeah. of them are much better than others. You know, or if you're a, a, an Amazon Alexa person, uh, you mentioned I could tell it to turn on my lights and that's a form of AI, but it's kind of me telling it yes and no. Mm -hmm. But think about the number of times your personal assistant says to you, hey, by the way, did you know I can also do this? And it sounds like you might need this. That's where it's starting to create its own intelligence. It's saying, yeah. I notice that you do this. Can we can we make it more efficient and do it for you? You know, it's like that's not just a you know, information in, information out. That's information, right. figure out, create a new design and say you might need this. That's not the same thing as telling everybody. Yeah. Just telling it to you because of your behaviors. So mm. there's there's lots of it going on. So I I do agree with you. Get in. And I love the fact that they made this open source. Yeah. Please go in and play and do what we did and type stuff in and then say, do it again. Type the exact same mm -hmm. thing in and realize what it's doing. That's a way to understand how this thing is working. And and hopefully you make some some better decisions going forward knowing that. So Okay, good. So Alan... A good can short I, conversation. Right. Can I make can I make a suggestion? So first yes. of all, I'd like to thank Shane for uh, some great uh, conversation that he contributed uh, today yep. to uh, to our always, discussion. Yep. Let's maybe do our wrap up, and I have I have a I have an ending for us that I'd like to read. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that I will be well, the sign off today if that's okay I, with you. Yeah, I tell you what we'll do is because I did pose a question to you at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. And, but yeah. look, I just carry I, over. Just carry we'll over. Carry that over because we've been, we're running yep. long already, and I, yep. I do want to go ahead and wrap up. I will and, give you that information next time. I promise. So and that's there a are some good solutions to that. Brian will answer yep. my questions on how to make uh, more efficient use of my health and fitness tracker. Yep. Uh, next time we get together. All yeah. right. But in lieu of that, Brian, let's go ahead and end the show. You said you had an ending for us. I do. I do. And maybe I'll just quickly mention, you know, just as we always do, you can send us an email okay. at info at the mesh TV. Uh, you can go to brothers dash in dash tech.com. Those are the two ways that you can go and get information. Um, I, 
I thought the the perfect way to end this, Alan, would mm-hmm. be that I typed into chat GPT, give me a wrap up or let's see, actually the wording I said was, please write a sign, sign off for a <laughs> podcast called Brothers in Tech in Edgar Allan Poe style. Oh, okay. So here nice. we go. A little Great. dark. We've been dark at the end here. So let's Fine. finish up with a, with a dark do finish. Okay. Yeah. So let me just, <clears throat> let me just. Get a little closer to the microphone here. Hold on. I'm going to uh, give you full screen treatment. Please do. Please do. Um, I feel like, okay. nope, nope, wrong one. Nope, there, that's we the wrong one. there we that's go. There we go. Okay. I'm giving you, the, the, giving you the, whole, the whole platform here. So ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me wrap up by saying, and so dear listeners, as the curtain falls on yet another episode of Brothers in Tech, we bid you adieu until our next call when we once again We'll explore the world of tech. But fear not, for we shall return with insides dark and tales to tale of algorithms and bits that churn and gadgets new that ring and dwell. So keep your ears attuned and stay a while, for brothers in tech shall never tire to delve into the world of technology with a smile and inspire and inform and most importantly, admire. Farewell, dear friends, until our next meeting in the realm of technology where the future is fleeting. Brothers Ooh. in tech. <laughs> wow. And I'm again, the only that. prompt you gave it is a wrap-up to a podcast right. episode said, called Brothers in Tech. A, write a sign-off for a podcast called Brothers in Tech in Edgar Allan Poe's style. Uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. We meant to keep that. I, I want that to be the sign-off you read every episode now. Oh, I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd be happy to. <laughs> All right. Very nice. Right, Thank man. you, Mr. Poe. Thank you, Mr. Chat GPT, for our, in- our outro. And uh, we will be back next week with some more technology discussions, home, family, personal technology, how you can use it, how you can get better with it, how you can share the knowledge about it to others. And uh, as always, reach out to us if you've got any ideas, thoughts, topics, or questions for us. We are happy to help. Thanks, everyone, for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. AI, play the outro video. (laughs) AI, play outro video. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.